Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and an Ugnaught in disguise, Jack Altermatt. How's it going, Jack? I am here to host this episode with you. I have spoken. <laughs> um, I am doing great. I am um, excited to be recording this episode. Excited to be in this studio again. Yeah, it has kind of been a while, uh, like in... No, you know, non like transitional thought processes. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like in studio. So this is exciting. We're this back, is very exciting. We're back in the groove, getting it done. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney Plus has launched. Um, what, what did you hear about the launch as far as like bugs and issues that they had? Well, let me tell you this: we had a snow day that day. Yeah. I'm a teacher. If you that are listening, you may not know that. You probably don't know that because. You know, this may be the first time you've ever heard me talk. So, uh, I am an educator, and we had a snow day that day because we had a lot of ice where we live here. Uh, and Talking about good timing. It was perfect timing. And so, I got up my normal time because I just couldn't sleep because uh, I'm used to getting up and uh, ordered. Uh, got it got it all ready to roll. It, it launched like literal minutes before I ordered it. So, like I it oh, really? ordered it. And so, I was there the entire time in real time. <laughs> Uh, experiencing all the fun first uh, steps, first little baby, little baby steps along with what t- Disney Plus. So we're in Central Time. What what time of day was that for? Five you? about. I think it was about five, and I could be wrong. And some of you five a.m. I feel like it was probably five twenty a.m. Okay, so you I you ordered were, it. You were anticipating going into work that day, and then didn't, yeah, and, and then I, but I well, I woke up. I got the phone call that like, you're not going to work today. You've got a snow day. I was like, great, and so I'm like. I can't. Once I'm up, Phil, I'm up. I don't go back to sleep. So oh, okay. once I am up, okay. It, that's why, like, if I have to go get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, it's a struggle to get back to sleep. Sometimes I can, but normally I'm up. Okay. So, like, this was one of those mornings my alarm went off. Uh, then subsequently we got the call. That, and so I'm like, well, well, okay. So you jumped on even earlier than I did. I tried to get on around 10 or 10 30. I was actually at yes. work because yeah. I'm not as lucky as you to have snow days like you yes. guys do. Um, I was actually at work, and all I was trying to do was just create additional accounts because we wanted a like a children's account. They have like, I don't know if you've looked into that, but they have like you can create a, an account just for kids, and mm-hmm. it locks down all the PG thirteen content. Yeah. None of that's there. Uh, she can't search or do anything. Yeah. It's, it's very locked down. Netflix did a similar thing with her kids yeah. side too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we wanted to do that for Jordan. She's three years old, um, and so we I went. I, it let me do that. I think after a couple tries, I think the first attempt failed. Once I did get in. I could not change her profile picture for like four hours. Like yeah. it, fi- it finally started working in the afternoon. So their servers were getting hammered. I, I, here's what makes me laugh about, and anyone that's listening, if you don't know me, I find humor in people freaking out about things. Like it makes me oh, laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me laugh that you are freaking out over literal, literal. Now think about this, folks. Right. This hub of all things Disney <laughs> that has. Years and years of content you could you can't watch through all of it like you can't no and yet and and it first launched it's minutes into its launch and an error code comes up and in your mind on the internet you're the first thing out of your mouth and out, out of your fingers is absolute agony and you are upset yeah that this how can this this is a, it's so buggy and horrible and blah 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 and then. Two hours later, it seemingly completely smoothed out. Oh, by the time and I got, they figured it out. By the time I got in on Tuesday like, night, it was perfect. It, it blows my mind that's possible because yeah. I, my my initial thought was, well, there's millions of people, millions, multiple, tens of millions, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, logging on and getting things acquired. Yeah, this system is totally overloaded at some level. So they have no way to judge what it's going to be. Right. I, so I work full time as a server administrator. Yeah, tell that, me about that. That's yeah, interesting. But go yeah. Ahead. So I work in IT. So the fact that they they had issues. I mean, I'm sure they did some beta tests with like very small groups of people, but, but you, you can can't you can't it. plan. Yeah. Once you multiply that to, to literally millions across the globe in all time zones, there's no way you can test all of that. So the fact that they had some issues at like you know 5 a.m. 7 a.m. By the time I was on at 10:30 a.m. There were still some issues, and have them figured out like less than eight hours later. That's it's, a that's a miracle. Well, and like, the best of the best. This, is not, this isn't you know Crackle we're talking about. This is right. Disney Plus, which I say Crackle. That's a joke. 
that is owned by Sony, so Sony could probably figure it out too. <laughs> I was a good example. I can't think of a good example. Tubi TV. You already know what that is, do you? I but, don't. I don't think I've had a single issue with it since Tuesday. I, there I, were there were times where that first two hours where I could not. The first was, was the first thing I wanted to watch was watch, Man, I wanted to watch yeah. Mandalorian right off the bat. Yeah, like I had to watch it right off the bat, and I clicked it. Error and was an error like right. for like a good thirty minutes. I went on and moved on and watched something else, and I came. It was you know what it was that I watched second was Ave- Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Oh yeah, because I love that. It's only two seasons of it, but it's like I love that as an animated show. I, I've I've seen that because it was well done. When you and I used to talk about this when yeah. it first came out in like two thousand ten or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, well, there's that. I'll watch that. And I was able to watch it. Oh, uh, you were able I, to watch that? Yeah, I watched a couple of episodes. Okay, okay. And then I went back to Mandalorian. It wouldn't play again. So that, for me... Every, everyone was hammering Mandalorian. Yes, yeah. And I get that. I understand that, you know? Like, but, like, it was so funny. Like, then you look online, and, like, an hour into its launch, there's literally an article by someone <laughs> t- talking... Okay, literally, the headline is, Disney Plus plagued with errors as opening... Like at opening, don't you think that's Disney just... Disney Plus um, misses something? Like it's like it's an hour old. Yeah, that's got to be just clickbait articles, though. Yes, right? it has to be. But yeah. like the, anyone was able to create an article in that speed is hilarious to me. I I, th- I feel and like make a judgment. I, I haven't seen any of these articles. I would hope that there's a couple articles that came out like Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, putting now. A, I'm putting a lot of faith in our media to say this, but like by Thursday to say like uh, you know. Uh, all bugs ironed out within 48 they hours of launch. It's they like, won't report no. on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no, not the, news. The flashy things are what they report on. So, no, uh, I, I, anyway. So, I mean, if you couldn't tell already by now, we are not an official, like, Disney show. Wait like, a minute. This, You've not got your check yet from Disney? Wh- what check? I got a huge check this week from Disney because of this podcast. Oh. You didn't get your check. They, oh. they, okay. think, we, they think we work for Disney? No, I've already got a check from Disney this oh. week. Okay. Walt Disney hand-delivered it, actually. Wow, Walt. Yeah, he's here. With us, uh, no, you're right. We're uh, not officially. Yeah, Disney so we're, we're going to be honest about what we see. But on, honestly, by and large, I, and maybe we sound like we're going to sound like fa- fanboys some like over the course of this uh, podcast. But uh, I mean, we're going to call it out when it's negative. And they did have kind of a rough lunch on that first day. But um, you know, like I said, by and large, that when it comes to like first world, second world, third world, fourth world problems, that's not a big deal. Like it's who not, cares? Like and it's unbelievable that I can't believe they didn't have more. Yeah. Like my my Honestly, my vantage point was more the, like I'm the fact the fact that I was able to pull up the service and log in at ten on Tuesday it honestly was a, a miracle. Like I I wasn't even sure I'd be able to. How do that. much? Okay, riddle me this one: these servers that they have for this thing. Yeah, is it a whole building that's dedicated now to Disney it has Plus? To be, has to be. It has to be. Like in real life. I oh mean, yeah. Like, yeah, because because all of that. So you're streaming that. So there has to be a box somewhere in somebody's server farm that is actually churning video that is actually like taking that you know the the frames of that video and actually thinking about them processing them and and then beaming them your way because your 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 uh, roku or whatever that you're watching it on isn't actually processing the video that's done off offline i mean off on the server side so you you know I, I don't know how many like tens of thousands of servers they have running it has God. to be just tens of thousands because <laughs> I mean, one server might be able to handle 50 or 100 different sessions or whatever, unless they just have, like, beefy servers I've never heard of, but which is very possible. But um, my guess is that maybe 100 or a couple hundred sessions at once, mm-hmm. but then, then that server taps out. Then you have to buy a second server, a third server, 10,000 more servers. It's got to be just a, a massive warehouse of servers. What's ironic is that you said it, and I, I guess you never heard, you haven't heard of this new uh, Pixar, the newest Pixar movie they're coming out straight to Disney+. Plus. It's called Beefy Servers, and it's all about... Uh, servers and they have a secret life that people leave the server farm and then these servers go about their own lives. Anyway, so sounds, there you go. Sounds riveting. It's horrible. Um, very good. Well, what else? What else we going to talk about here? We've got yeah. Obviously, we're going to talk about Mandalorian. That that is um, that is the basis. But what do we need to talk about basically. first? What do we need to talk about first, Phil? You lead the way. Lead. I mean, I, I'm just ready to jump into the Mandalorian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. <laughs> For the greatest thing you've ever heard of. It's called The Mandalorian. And uh, it's phenomenal. Here's what we're going to do as far as reviewing each episode of The Mandalorian. This is pretty much the only thing we're going to be talking about uh, for the most part. 95% of our episodes are going to be about The Mandalorian going forward uh, until it's over, until all eight episodes have run um, end of December. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. 10? Mm -hmm. Oh. 
I think ten. Okay, uh, could be wrong. Go ahead. Um, Continue. As, as long as this uh, this show series runs, we're gonna cover all those episodes, and then we're gonna move on to something else. So, pretty much this whole the whole rest of this episode today is gonna be about the Mandalorian. Uh, spoiler alert: We are going to spoil the crap out of this episode. I'm episode, eight. episode eight. one. It is eight episodes. Forget me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're already two episodes in, believe it or not. We're recording this after episode one and two have already aired. So, just to be honest with you there, we've seen both episodes. We're only, this episode that we're about to talk about today is only, the episode of the podcast is only about episode one of the series. We're not going to get into episode two. So, if you've only seen the first episode, we're not going to spoil anything that happens in episode two. Right, Jack? I I will not. Okay. I have your promise. I won't spoil promise. it. Okay. I'm very, I'm very tight-lipped about this. Okay, we so. are not going to talk about anything that happens. We're good. In I will not talk about how <laughs> Anakin shows up and how you know. Then you know the whole, uh, you know, Obi Wan's there. And wait, sorry. Yeah, that hasn't happened. So um, Darth Vader's Luke's father. You find this out on the. If sh- you have episode. not seen Episode One and you don't mind being spoiled you know, spoiled on it, go ahead and listen to this episode. Uh, otherwise, you need to go and watch the episode first. You're probably going to be confused by half of the things we say anyways, but it's just a lot more fun, obviously, if you've actually seen the episode. Absolutely. So go back, watch episode one, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this. Then come back and listen to this, because we are about to spoil the entire episode. Mm-hmm. The beginning, the middle, the end, all of it. Okay. Um, we'll talk about, well, I want to recap the episode and kind of talk about our favorite moments as we go kind of, you know, scene by scene through the episode. Um at the end, we'll t- maybe talk highlight like our top one, top two favorite moments from the episode, and then uh, questions, thoughts, and predictions for future episodes. Kind of at the end. Okay. Okay. So that's that's what we're into. Um, let's talk a little bit about the setting for the Mandalorian. So it takes place five years, mm-hmm. approximately five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. So about twenty five years before the events of um, um, Ray and, and Episode Seven. Okay. So. Uh, there is no empire. The empire has been completely dissolved by this point, And it's been five years since that, but the new order and all that kind of stuff is not yet happens. We're kind of so in it's this, this weird, like wild west, which it, is perfect. It is very wild west. And that's for the like, Mandalorian. That's what I like about it. Exactly. Um, he is for all intents and purposes. He's a bounty hunter and he works, uh, for the, uh, bounty hunters guild. Uh, has a union card for the guild. Has that been a thing in the movies? Like, B- Boba Fett wasn't a part of any guild, was he? Boba Fett was part of a group of ban- bounty hunters that were basically, like, I'm, this is the canon stuff, not extended universe stuff, but, like, Boba Fett was part of an overarching idea that, yeah, there's a large amount of bounty hunters out there, and you go back to, was it Empire Strikes Back, where they're trying to seek out and find... Han Solo and all of the rebels, and they enlist the bounty hunters to do that. And you think about on the Death Star, I think it's on Death Star. Well, no, it was one of the Star Destroyers. They meet, and you—that's the first time you see Bosk and Dengar and like a lot of the okay. uh, other ones, along with Boba Fett. And so you, there is this overarching idea that yeah, there's a group of large group of bounty hunters. Like it's not just a. It's isolated one person, or they're all Mandalorian. There's no, like Boba right. Fett at that point is the only Mandalorian you ever saw, and he technically by blood is not a Mandalorian. But yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Mandalorians. That, there's not a whole lot that that we know about them canon wise. I know there's a lot a lot of books have been written mm-hmm. about it, but as far as what's currently canon in Disney, you know, um, Star Wars canon is there's this. Um, the name of the planet was called Man- Mandalore. 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 Yeah. And then, of course, the people that live are from there are Mandalorians. They're a very aggressive kind of warring tribe. They're a warring tribe. They're a warring tribe. And they and the Sith had a connection, and they fought the Jedi. And okay. you think about it, this is how – that's why – This uh, is before the events This of, is the old – almost old – this is Old Republic. This is way, way back. Way back. Episode one, even. Um, and the Mandalorians and the Sith worked together, so the Sith – not they didn't work together with this with this person, but you know if I say Sith, you think Emperor, you think uh, Darth Maul, you think Count Dooku, blah 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 blah, um, and they worked with them to try to get rid of the Jedi and fight the Jedi. Mandalorian armor—that's how powerful it is. That's how powerful their weapons are. Is that they can literally physically one on one fight toe to toe with toe to toe with the Jedi. Now they may not be yeah. able to beat them, but their that Mandalorian armor that even the Mandalorian in this show wears. Is 
lightsaber proof. Right. Like the helmet. The That's the, the best the best guy armor that they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. That shoulder plate that he melts yeah. the, uh, can I go over that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that so. happens in the first episode. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't spoil anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they have this armor called Beskar, B E S K A R. Yes, yes. Uh, it's from a, 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 a store. Oh, Bes- called Beskar Mart. Beskar Mart. Okay, yeah. all right. Joking, JK. Uh, it's very expensive, very rare. Uh, not, there's not a lot that's mm-hmm. out there, and a lot of that is because of what they call the Great Purge, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Yes, which is basically the wiping out of their race yes. on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's some Mandalorians that survived the Great Purge. Some of them were, were off planet, perhaps yes. during, during that whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually get to see in Episode One, we get to see some flashbacks of the Mandalorian as a child, um, and presumably, we don't know for sure, but presumably, his mom and dad were killed uh murdered during the the great purge this however that is basically from the timeline that be around the clone wars is when that is the happening great purge. Okay. the great purge is around that time okay and so they is, it, is that talked about in the clone wars tv series ish okay ish kind of um, I, everyone that no it is talked about during that i'm sorry yeah there's a, there's that a is season, talked about, yeah. season four that i know it covers a lot about the mandalorians which i have not watched yeah um have you, have you i seen have that seen series? it i just have seen so much of that yeah. stuff that i'm just like like I've seen it because they they talk, they have the dark saber, which is basically a non it's a as powerful as a lightsaber, only it's a dark matter like a uh, crystal that's in it. Okay. And uh, it can fight with a lightsaber without okay. being force okay. force sensitive. Okay. Cool. Um, and there's a Mandalorian in that, and I can't remember his name. He ends up trying to overthrow Sabine, who's one of the main Mandalorian characters that's in it. Sabine has a uh, relationship, and this is all in the Clone Wars. Uh, animated series uh-huh. uh, has a relationship with Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, is okay. why it's kind of this big tie-in thing. Okay, and then uh, spoiler alert on that one: she ends up dying. The guy that works for her ends up trying to he, he kills her, and then they end up Mandalorians okay. end up getting purged after that. So, um, yeah, I need to watch those episodes, but just so much um, to watch. Yeah, there is. Um, the Clone Wars are actually on Disney Plus, but. Um, anyway, um, so that's kind of the background of this race, so the, the Mandalorian people, and he is Mandalorian. Uh, Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. If you've watched the, you know, the prequel, um, or no, sorry, the um, the four, five, six mm-hmm. uh, movies. You can, uh, one, two, and three. No, yeah, I'm sorry, it is a prequel. Yeah, prequel movies. You see Jango Fett. You see uh, kind of a young, young Boba, Boba Fett who is a clone. I didn't even know that until okay, lunch, so, lunch today. We're yeah, he lunch is and, his kid, but he's basically a clone. He's okay, a clone of Jango Fett. Son, but okay, that's why they look exactly alike gotcha. and technically speaking whenever you never really see Boba Fett's face but yeah he should look just like Jango Fett so it, it, technically all the stormtroopers were also Mandalorians but not really they were just a clone of Jango is kind of what they which were which is weird yeah and that was one thing that it. a lot of people were like oh why did you do that George Lucas but <laughs> so they had to come from somewhere right and that also makes the stormtroopers more exp- and I know that sounds bad but they are clones so it makes them more expendable, yeah. Because they're just a repeat of the same person. I guess that's why. You, but that's why you have so many droids and that sort of yeah. thing in Star Both Wars. Both sides were expendable. Really. They make them more expendable that way. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is probably not t- that a clone is expendable. <laughs> not that someone would be cloned. That would be a whole other topic. Right. Right. You know, it'd be bad to. Yeah. Even, clones are people too. <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag clones are people too. When they take over, I want to be out on the good yeah, side. Yeah. Exactly. Um. You want to be on the side that writes the history books, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. So um, that's kind of most of what we know about Mandalorians. Um, the setting for this show takes place, I'm thinking, Outer Rim. There's not a lot of people around. There's cantinas and, and desert land, basically. It's yes. kind of mostly what we've seen. At least the um, planets they've been on so far. Yeah, yeah. And or the I, one, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. They've not named the planets yet. Like, they haven't said anything about the, where, no, they, where um, they're even supposed to be located. You have to assume at a rim, but they have not Arvala Seven okay. is the name of the planet. Okay, on. all right, cool. Um, that's the name he. That's the planet he travels these, to to start out with. As far as I can tell, these aren't planets that we've seen before. Like there, this would be new new settings as far as the. But they Star look Wars. so much like no, it, it Moss Eisley at yeah. times that you're like, okay, well, well, the, the or very, Tatooine. You look like let's, Tatooine. Let's go ahead and get into the the first episode yes. um, uh, plot. But the the very first scene we we see in the movie was in a cantina, which I absolutely loved. Um, it reminded me a lot of the original episode four, New Hope, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, going into that Tatooine cantina, and you know, everyone's kind of minding their own business, and then a mm-hmm. fight breaks out, and kind of that, yeah. that whole thing. Um, I just, I just really, really loved that scene. But um, uh, he busts into this bar, this cantina, basically, and, and like 
there's I, I can't tell exactly what's going on. There's some some bad guys that are kind of surrounding this this guy in blue mm-hmm. who is Mithral is his name. And he uh, is played by the Mithril guys, played by Horatio Sands. Yeah, which from, I did, Sa- from Saturday Night Live. I did not recognize him until like yeah. I looked well, up the cast. It's impossible. To. Yeah, like he he doesn't look at. He sounds he sounds like when you think about it, it sounds like Horatio yeah. Sands. But. He, they're looking to actually, I think, eat him. Are they really? Okay, they're bad people, and they're basically. I think they're going to take his money. I think their whole goal is to steal his money because he okay. has credits. He has money, and uh, it's basically then. You know, they're talking about how he's going to taste delicious because they're, I mean, it's, you know, there's no rules out here in the so, middle of this uh, cantina. Yeah, it's the Wild West. So the Mandalorian busts in. He says, you spilled my drink. And he's really ticked off about He busts that. in. It op- the, the air hatch opens up so fast that this guy knocks his own drink over. <laughs> and he blames the Mandalorian uh, for spilling his drink. The bartender knows what's going to happen. The bartender is basically like, look. I, hey, and he, here's he, a new he drink. And the Mandalorian probably understands his language because he's speaking in like yeah. a um, Hades or something like yes. that. Um, and so, like, I mean, I'm sure the Mandalorian knows what he said, but yes. then, like, the bartender goes, He said you, you spilled his drink. Yes, he said you spilled his drink. <laughs> so then he slides the new drink down mm-hmm. to the Mandalorian. Actually, slides it down the bar. Yeah. The Mandalorian, though, cuts it off. It's an empty container did you know that oh i didn't see that so then the mandalorian turns and hits the guy in the head with it uh-huh and then a melee proceeds and by the end of it one guy has been cut in half by the air Dude, by, by the air so great i loved that scene so much they, they do a really good job of of you feeling like the um the viciousness of that of that act that, that literally that door just carved him in half and it's just a raw place they but live. it's not super graphic like you don't see like blood squirting everywhere but you like read in this one how much blood do you actually see in star wars any star wars that's true yeah and well, you know a lot of it's because the saber the lightsaber kind of cauterizes, cauterizes it uh, yeah as, this as it goes, just cuts him clean in half i guess dude it's so great my question though is to the designers of these doors <laughs> Don't they have a? I mean, you think about it, you go to the grocery store <laughs> and the and the door just opens up. <laughs> like, don't they have a a safety on this thing? <laughs> Did the bartender actually just hit the button? Hey, chop in half. Right. Serrate. He, he he accidentally bumped it. Chop <laughs> the chop in half button. Yes. Uh, Julian, this uh, alien. So anyway, he ends up then saving the uh, mithril guy. However. The Mithril guy doesn't realize it's actually he's maybe in worse a worse situation than he was before. Yeah, his initial reaction is like, uh, "Oh, thank you so much." He's he's like, "I can pay you, you know, thank you for saving me." Like, I've got I've got credits, whatever. And well, then, I just have this calamari, <laughs> uh, which by the way is the Admiral Akbar uh, race. This cal- the calamari okay. uh, credits. <laughs> I could pay you in that. It's it's worth a few dollars, I'm sure. Or, no, or was that or was that Carl Weathers' character? That was Carl Weathers' character <laughs> okay. that said that later on. So. Anyway, no, the Mithril guy has money. He has all the kinds of credits. Yeah, and he has more. He's, he's like, yeah. oh, I can get you whatever you need. He slides, though, across this bounty pog. Puck. Uh, puck. puck. Yeah. Sorry. Pogs? <laughs> you want to play pogs? I used to play pogs. Uh, I never played those. Um, I had some <laughs> elf pogs. Um, he slides this puck across, and this guy's hologram pops up, and he goes, is that supposed to be me? Is that me? <laughs> He's really funny. The, oh, he's one of the, I think the funniest, one of the funniest characters they've had so far. So and good. I, I kind of wanted to see more of him, but I, I, I kind of love that he was just a cameo, like in the in the series as, right. as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what else? Um, what's next? Um, well, I mean, he he delivers a great line at the end of that sequence. He goes, um, "I can bring you in warm," and then he hold, he puts his hand over his gun, or I can bring you in cold. And so you kind of assume that he goes with the first option and then they leave. So this guy's a very intelligent person. Um, he um, ends up getting on uh, the Mandalorian ship. He talks about the ship and they do a good job in this about having the out, the other characters give some good, good background, like to flesh out the character. So the Mithril guy that plays, but played by Horatio Sands is talking about, Oh, this is a pre, a pre-Empire ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a nice ship. This is, and he talks a bunch. So he, de- he gives gives that away. And then he eventually, and the other thing that this guy helps fi- you figure out, you get to see the very first bathroom <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I, never, I've, I've seen, seen just about everything in Star Wars. I've never seen a toilet. I've never seen a toilet, and here it is. <laughs> and it really kind of looks like a toilet, 
but it doesn't look like a regular toilet. Like so, there's a, he, they have a technology apparently four bathrooms apparently in the Star Wars universe. He, he really has to go or at least he's he wants the Mandalorian to think that. Yeah. And he says um, I haven't evacuated since the solstice. And I'm molting. Oh. <laughs> oh it's so rough. If you've never seen my race evacuate before you you don't know. You, you don't know. You don't, you don't want to miss it. Or you want to miss it. Um, but yeah he um, uh, he actually says I was hoping to be ready by life day. And who's who's the first person I thought of when he said that? I don't know, me. Jack Alterman. Yeah, well, here's the thing about Life Day <laughs> is that this, in saying this about Life Day, he actually makes... It canonizes. The, it canonizes parts of the holiday special. Yeah. The other thing that canonizes the holiday special is um, the first time we ever met Job, uh, Bob, Boba Fett was on the on the holiday special, the Star Wars holiday special from 1980, mm-hmm. we said, whatever it is. Yeah. And there's an animated... Short by, on there. By the way, pause for a second. If, yeah. you, if you've not watched the, holi- the Star Wars YouTube. holiday special, you can watch the entire thing for free on YouTube. Watch it. Go back and find the Horrible Movie Podcast yeah. episode where we talk about And it's great. It's a great episode. Special. Oh, it's so funny. Anyways, Dave Plemons, I think, is on that one. Um, anyway, so check that out. Um, but uh, Boba Fett has a gun on there, and it's got these two t- tines on it. Yeah. And it's this, and it's basically, well, it's it's... It's the same weapon. It's the same weapon, and it's yeah. actually how it gets off ship. We didn't talk. We skipped past it. We we went straight on the ship. We skipped past the the taxi. The taxi yeah. Which the taxi gets him out there. We also find out that uh, the Mandalorian does not trust droids. Yeah. He the first taxi that comes up is just driven by a nice, droid. shiny taxi yeah, thing. He's like, this is the best one I've got. It's an R two unit. He's like, no, I don't. I don't he's trust like, droids. No droids. Yeah. And he's like, the Mandalorian's cool because he literally talks like this. No droids. <laughs> No, no droids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very succinct. It's very, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's a, there's a. It's couple, a lot like Boba Fett. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And he's he's very. And maybe is he Boba Fett? No, probably not. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, that he's he's a man of very few words. He doesn't really talk a whole lot. Yeah. Um, which he I lives really, a lonely I, life. Well, and I like the mystery of it. Like you know, he's not. You're not gonna. He's not gonna talk in paragraphs. He's gonna talk yeah. in single sentences. The but. other homage to the holiday special is that there's a sea uh, or a, a creature from under the ice that they're trying to avoid. That's why you have to take a taxi. You can't walk out on the ice. Yeah. Because this creature will just jump through the ice and bite your bite you in half. Yeah. Well, um, they um, taxi. He finally gets this one guy who's played by. I gotta find that cast name because he's a celebrity. Yeah, he's um, Brian. He's in The Big Bang Theory. Brian something. Anyway, yeah, I've seen him in The Big Bang Theory anyway, several times. And so he um, taxis him out there. He goes, "Hey man, make sure you stay off the ice." And then he makes a roundabout, and then in the distance, well, he wants to get out of there fast. He's yeah, he like, knows. He's like, "I gotta go. We I gotta, gotta go. Up. Pay me and get out. I'm gonna get here." <laughs> so then he uh, drives back around, and about that time, the uh, creature comes up and eats him. And then it comes across the ice and tries to get. Uh, That's really the big. F- kind of first big creature we see in the series and, and it I, looks like something from dude, jaws like, i mean it's like jaw, it jaws took my, like, it took my breath away yeah, for a second ice, yeah. it was really cool to watch it, it kind of kind of like these big t- like almost walrus kind of yes. tusks coming out of its mouth i thought it was really cool it tries to attach and grab on and it actually does at times grab onto uh the mandalorian sh- uh ship yeah. as he's flying out and again this is another homage to holiday special because the first time you see boba fett he has his gun out and he's Riding this dinosaur-looking thing, it's, but yeah, call him Mythosaur. But he is, uh, which that's the Mandalorians can ride. By the way, they're they, yeah, they're he, able to ride. He him. actually mentions the word Mythosaur later. Um, yeah, uh, someone else does they, too. The, the other character does. So too. he gets his gun out and shoots this thing and shocks it, just like Boba Fett does. Yeah, on that holiday special. So weird. I I, I kind of love that they're doubling down on holiday special yes. during the series. It's awesome. N- literally, no one has ever mentioned it, and including Lucas, like George Lucas. Well, he di- hated it. Disavowed the entire thing. Well, he did it. I'm sure just for for publicity. I yeah. mean, he was probably okayed it for publicity's sake. And things were different back then. Like oh, the yeah. tie-ins and things were out of your control sometimes. That, anyway, that show as a whole is abysmal. But there's pieces of it that are actually kind of cool. Um, and I think they're just trying to tie in with just those things. So, so yeah, we know that uh, Life Day is a real thing now. Um, that you know, it's only literally only been mentioned in the holiday special, but now it's real. Um, the Mythosaur thing is, I, I believe, only been mentioned in the holiday special. Mm-hmm. Now it's canon. Um, so yeah, I'd, keep it coming, man. Well, I um, they get on the ship. The uh, Mithril character um, decides, you know, I've got to evacuate my innards here. So he goes downstairs of this ship, and he's doing it basically just to get away. He opens up 
what's the armory thing on the ship? Oh, yeah. Finds it. This is where all the guns are at, right? So, and then he realizes that he closes the door. He talks back up. Oh, hey. Hey, uh, I'll be right up. Ba ba ba. I feel much better already. <laughs> I feel much better already. He keeps walking and he comes across three people encased in carbonite. Yeah, I lost it, dude. I was just like, yes. And there was a Greedo looking character in one of them. And there's a couple others that are, anyway. Uh, and then he gets to the edge and he's like, oh no. And he looks around the edge <laughs> and standing there is the Mandalorian. And he basically was like, and he says, I'm not going to make it home for life day, am I? <laughs> nope. And so then he shocks him and throws him in the carbonite uh, generator thing. And, and it, then it, it looks just like Han Solo going into carbonite. It was yeah, weird. It was awesome. It's a travel version of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, you remember how, like, in Empire Strikes Back, how that yeah. was such a big ordeal? Like, they're yeah. underneath the thing. This is the travel version of it. Right. They've uh, they've upgraded the technology. Well, it's been years. On the, but on, the, on that, on that, they didn't normally encase people in it it was for other goods to oh, that's store right and he's like i've never i've never seen this uh used uh for this i hope he survives the thing that's right you'll be re- you'll be re- you'll you'll be rewarded handsomely for this he better he better not be he better not be harmed boba fett tells to darth vader which is a freaking lot about boba fett that he's real, that he can real, say he's willing to try it and point in darth vader's face and be like he better not be harmed <laughs> Darth Vader could choke you out at any moment. I mean, isn't that weird? Like, think about that. Yeah. But at this point now, now you've seen it in Empire, and now they've made a travel-sized version of it for your well, ships. It, yeah. So it's not only common knowledge that people that that human like like biological beings can survive carbonite, but it's now like just commonplace. Like everyone has one. And on we've the ship. now seen that they use it on the ship. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's really cool because they had a whole carbonite. Uh, chamber thing they had to use on the old Death Star right, or whatever it was, it was they did that. Maybe it was in Cloud City. Yeah, it might have Cloud City. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I digress. No, that's, that's awesome. You man. know who worked in the Carbonite uh, uh, chamber to freeze Han Solo in Carbonite? Two Ugnots. Oh, really? Yeah. No spoiler yet, though. All yeah, right. we, we haven't got to the Ugnots yet. Just telling you. Uh, so the next thing we see is he uh, arrives at this planet, probably a, you know maybe a guild type type base, um, and goes in there. He's talking to uh, Carl Weathers uh, for a little bit. Um, Chubbs. He's Chubbs from. Uh, he's Chubbs from uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> he's Apollo Creed. Yes. Um, he they have you already kind of covered this, but they have like kind of a cute little exchange about imperial credits, and he's like, "Hey, imperial credits aren't worth anything anymore." Yeah, like, hey, this is imperial credits. Yeah, he's just like, because he brings in his bounty, and they have these anymore. bounty trackers, and he brings them, and he goes, "Hey, those are imperial credits." Yeah, it's like that's all I've got to pay for you. Yeah, pay you with. Yeah, because the you know he's, what the uh, the guild is not actually very old. Because it didn't exist before the thing. I remember what, him, them, them kind of leaning on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, t- he mentions what, he could pay you in calamari. <laughs> I got calamari. I'll take them. One of the things that um, we do know about the guild is that they are maybe not doing very well. Like they, they're very expensive, and so um, a lot of people aren't using their services, and they're going with cheaper bounty hunters, the ones that maybe don't do as good of a job. It's kind of a, more of a messier job, uh, but who cares? They're cheaper, and you get what you pay for. Well, the bounty like the guild is kind of suffering because of that. And he's suffering. The Mandalorian specifically says like, I need more work, man. Like that, the amount that I'm getting paid barely pays for gas. Like I I need to get a substantial gig. And then that's when he basically drops this big bomb of like, Mm -hmm. okay, I've got one, but it's super off the, yeah, to the point where the grid. he's like, "Well, look, give me the puck." He's like, well, "There is no there's puck." No puck. He, he basically can, he basically says, "I'll give you the tracking the tracking chip or the tracking." Well, he goes, "Okay, so yeah, see, so he leaves him and then page or whatever." He, he, he actually it. meets with the tracker, the, the person that is only referred to as the client. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even know his name, so he meets with this guy called the client. And dude, this actor, like I immediately fell in love. Have you seen him? Yeah, and, I've and seen stuff him other stuff. I gotta find out his name is. He's been around um, a long time. It's Max. Um, what's his name? His his client his uh accent he's got kind of almost like a German Germanish kind of accent yeah that's why but I can't think it's definitely of his, Eastern European I gotta find him um, uh, he's got this really awesome accent and he's very mysterious um, he kind of talks almost in half code half the time and you don't really know what his motivation is I I'm really loving the client like the client is one of my favorite he'll characters be, so and far. he'll be around more too well, but. I, I mean, no spoilers for like future episodes. You know, we've already seen episode two, but like, uh, I we'll see him again um, several times. I think so. 
Um, anyway, so, you know, obviously the Mandalorian is super desperate at this point, needs to find a big job. Um, he goes and meets with the, the client. There's only two people. I mean, he's got some guards and stuff that, you know, do kind of this Mexican standoff with him at first. And he's like, he's like, hey, we got you at number four to one. And Mandalorian's super cool. And he says, I like those odds. Werner Herzog. Yeah, so good. Yeah, man. and he's been around a long time. He's been in a billion things. So Werner Herzog, I, can, I, I knew I can think of it. Um, the only guy that's named in that room is Dr. Pershing, um, which is what the client calls him. Um, and you, immediately there is an exchange between Dr. Pershing and the client, which I think is really fascinating. Dr. Per- Pershing clearly wants, they're, they're, they say, okay, we've got this bounty. We want you to come get this guy and bring him back to us. Um, and Dr. Pershing specifically tells him, I want him alive. And then the client says, you know, eh, or dead, just, you know, either way. And then Dr. Pershing says, no, that's not what we discussed. I want him alive. Yeah. So Dr. Pershing definitely wants him breathing still for whatever reason. Well, he doesn't specify why. And the client obviously worked for the empire was a, a person in the empire. Yeah. He's got stormtroopers that are his like minions, pers- basically bodyguards. Yeah. And he's got this doctor who looks like he's dressed in empire. Like, gear yeah. of some kind. I, I read so, somewhere online that he might actually be wearing like an insignia of like the cloning facility from from episode two, which would be kind of crazy. It would be awesome. Though. It, like, I'll take it. I mean, I don't know if there still are cloning facilities. Maybe he just previously worked for one and still has that lab coat. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, or they're d- currently doing cloning, which you know we'll get to we'll get to the ending here in a little bit but like th- that really has a lot of theories buzzing about like who this bounty could actually be in the tie in with um anything boba fett tie in like i said the jango fett boba fett cloning connection and that may be a reach i mean give us a few episodes and that may sound stupid when i say that but. yeah um, he offers to pay him in Beskar, basically Beskar steel, mm-hmm. which um, is very valuable. Yeah, it's to uh, the Mandalorians, especially because that's what they lost in their in the I mean, purge. This is, this is possibly more money he's ever seen. Yeah, um, for any kind of a job. Yeah, their their civilization was basically wrecked after that purge. So it's like they've they've spent their whole like existence trying to get back to some semblance of a civilization. Right. Um, he gives him a down payment. Um, I thought I, I made a joke as I was watching it with some friends at, at work. We watched this on our lunch break, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, "Oh, it's the new iPhone 11. <laughs> it's like a perfect, <laughs> a perfect like iPhone size of a brick of Beskar steel." But he he gives it to him. He's like, "You know, this is just a down payment." He says, "I have a something something some word that I think they made up uh, full of Beskar." And it basically, I looked it up. It's basically like a like a safe a safe. Like it would be like maybe 50 more bricks or more like a 50 to hundred more bricks of Beskar. It could mm-hmm. be even bigger than that. Yeah. So it's like an unbelievable amount of riches. Right. And so obviously you can't say no to this job. Um, but almost nothing, no information is given to him. So forget the puck thing. He's not even given this person's name. Um, all he's told is that this person is 50 years old and we can give you a tracking fob and that's about it. And his last known location. Right. Right. And that's it. That's all the information he's given. So he has to definitely do more like detective investigative type work, like get to the planet, kind of ask around and, and that kind of thing. Um, so the next thing we have, uh, or no, I, I got to mention this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. He's, he's on his way back to the ship to go ahead and take care of this b- bounty. We see for a brief moment, the monkey lizard. Sub, uh, something crumb. What's his name? Um, Salacious crumb. Salacious crumb. Uh, and we it's, are assume, it's, we we are left to assume, if nothing else, it's the, <laughs> the race that is Salacious Crumb, right? Not Salacious. Um, but Dude, screaming was, in there was so great. You did was it, you that talked about this week about what would it be like? Uh, th- these are people that are eating him as food because yes. one of them's on a spit. Yeah, uh, being he's cooked. being ro- roasted. Yeah, it's an it's a creature that can talk a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it was me that was talking to you about that. Um, like it's one thing to eat like chicken. Because yes. ch- chicken doesn't speak English, but like Salacious Crumb speaks language. How about this? <laughs> Would you eat a parrot? Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Parrots can talk. They can mimic it. Nothing else. They can mimic. Yeah. And maybe this thing's just mimicking. Yeah. Anyway, those things are ridiculous, though. In Jabba's it's, palace, I, I, do, I do think it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they just the worst of Henson's, like Jim Henson's creations. <laughs> 
so, Yikes. Yeah, it's like so, a horrible Muppet. So great. I just love that they had him, they had one of those in the scene at all, and let alone roasting it a lot. Yes. Or roasting it now dead, I guess. Yes. Uh, so good. But, um, and be- before. That's what they said. They said it was so good, delicious. <laughs> so before they go to this, before he goes to this planet, gets in his ship and, and goes away, he goes to this, uh, like, guild. Um, um, there's an like arm, a, like an a metalworking, an armorer, basically is what they're called, and and they are, it's a lady, and she's dressed as a, a Mandalorian as well, and there are several Mandalorians in there, so it's like did her helmet was awesome. It's like the Mandalorian like little group. Now there is a Mandalorian that walks a, past him a little bit deeper in the room that looks an awful lot like Boba Fett's armor. Oh yeah, in the hallway, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I, that means probably nothing. Because technically speaking, the last time we knew official canon wise, yeah. he you know was eaten by the Sarlacc. And he's being in one, Return of the Jedi. And, and I, someone had to remind me of this at work this week. But um, when you when a Sarlacc swallows you, takes you, you, you don't hundreds die. Hundreds of years. It takes you a thousand years to yeah to be, to be digested. Now he, and he remembered now Boba Fett's in really tough armor. That's true. He could get free. Yeah, but again, I don't think it's Boba Fett. I think it's maybe an Easter egg at best. Um, probably at best, but. Anyway, um, we, this, this is where we see, get the flashback scene because she's talking about the the Great Purge and um, foundlings, which are I, I'm assuming orphans, Orphan, children. Yes, Mandalorians from the from the Great Purge because I think only the men and women are killed or yes. taken away, yes. but the kids are kind of left behind. So that um, he admits that he was a foundling, mm-hmm. um, and he they have this really kind of sweet exchange. Uh, we don't know anything about her either; she's just kind of a, a, a nameless person. But um, she's talking about uh, you know. I'll take I'll take what you don't use from this brick. Uh, she she basically forges it into like a breath, um like an armor plate for him for his shoulder for his shoulder, and he said she said there's some left over and I'm going to donate that for the foundlings and he's talking about how like absolutely I was a foundling once like that definitely do that yeah. so um I thought that was interesting I'd like to know more about that yeah he's a bounty hunter but he's has some chivalry to him mm-hmm. um and uh, that makes him a little more human and it's hard to be human when you can't see someone's face by the way yeah. You know, so it's like one of those where he's kind of emotionless. Yeah. But like that makes him seem more human. I have a question about that when we get to the end of the okay. episode. Sounds great. Um, so uh, now now we finally we get to see the Ugnaught who... I, I'll he just, lands on this Arvala 7 as there is this other desert planet, planet he goes to that is where the tracking, uh, the tracker leads him to. He lands... And then is immediately attacked by <laughs> yeah. a, uh, two Blurg. Dude, so great. And they are Blurg, and they look like something from <laughs> um, Traveler's Guide, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Like some sort of creature from that. Yeah. Or Doctor Who or something. And they're these big, like, rotund, like, I don't know, whale, land whale-looking things. But, like, they're not, they're not as big. They're, like, a bigger than a cow size. <laughs> and they attack him, and he's having a hard time with they're it. They're pretty vicious. Yeah, and they're trying to kill him. And then, uh, like you said, go ahead with your who saves him. Um, yeah, so I had to look up his name because I don't think they ever say it in the sh- in the episode. In either of the episodes that we've seen so well, far. No, Kuil. 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 Okay. So Kuil is this um, Ugnaught, which I don't know that we've had like a main character Ugnaught. No, the only Ugnaughts I've ever seen are the ones that are encasing Han Solo and Carbonite. Oh right, right. So there are maybe somewhere in the Empire, but there there are Ugnaughts in like some of the games, like the video games. But as mm-hmm. far as like actual cinema, I, I think this is the first one. Um, but anyway, um, he knows what's going on. He knows exactly where to send him. He's like, yeah, I know where your bounty is. You know, many have come and gone uh, and died in the process. Um, and uh, he said, you know, I've, I've helped all of them, but they've all died. And why? Then, are you, why do you want to help me? <laughs> and then the Mandalorian says, then I don't know if I want your help. <laughs> But he says, he asked him, why Why would you want to help me? He's like, because these people have brought a lot of suffering to this valley. Yeah. And I want this valley to be peaceful again. I'm, I I came here. I want it to be peaceful. I don't want it to be horrible. And if you can stop that, then I'll be in your gratitude. I, I love his character for that. Like, he, he doesn't demand anything. He's just like, basically, hey, if I can help you in any way, and then this brings peace to my valley, I'm good with that. Very old. This is very Western, is. by the way. And this is where the, even the music kicks up. Like, the soundtrack and stuff like that gets very Western at this yeah. point. Yes. Um, pretty much almost everything from this point on on that planet feel, feels very Western. And I think John Favreau even talked about that. Like, he said he was he admitted that he was heavily influenced by like old spaghetti yeah. movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but anyway uh eventually he has to learn how to ride a board which that was kind of a very funny 
exchange. There was a moment. There was a moment where I thought, if this goes on too long, this is actually the only moment in the entire show, the entire show so far, right? Where I said, if this part goes on too long, I will be really annoyed by this. Like, it's okay. Okay, ha ha ha, it's fun. Yeah, let's not get too far out of this guy's character of him learning to ride this blurg. Right. Was it just the right length for you, or it ended up being fine? And the tie-in they used, which was perfect. How can you not? The Ugnot tells him, "Cool, Kuil says, how can you not ride? I mean, this sounds like Yoda. How can, <laughs> how can you not ride a blurg when your ancestors rode the what is it called? The myth, the, the mythosaur. Mythosaur." <laughs> You know, another holiday. Basically, special. you can't ride this thing, but yet your ancestors rode a dragon. Basically, <laughs> ride a dino- yeah, a yeah, dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. And so he ends up being able to figure out how to ride it. It, it. Basically, he's nicer to it. He's been mean, mean to it, trying to get it to break uh, him, breaking it, and then he shows it some compassion. It accepts him for who he is, I, and then he lets him ride. I it. think my favorite, ex- some of my favorite moments in either of the episodes have been anytime that. The Mandalorian is seen to be um, kind of you can laugh at him for a second because for the most part he's very serious and don't don't mess with this guy and he's gonna he's gonna mess you up if you look at him sideways. Yes. But there are little moments like this where he's like falling off of a blur right. and you just can't help but chuckle. A little yeah, bit. and and yeah, it, absolutely. And this is that's definitely the case where he <laughs> gets it. So um, he ride they ride the blurg. They need the blurg because apparently it's a long ride and the, they show the terrain they're going across. It's this desert kind of cracked, like land, the land is all cracked up. They have to jump over things on these blurgs. <laughs> and um, and Quill basically says, you're not going to make it unless you ride one of these. Uh, and he basically said, what, well, what do I have to do to uh, give you in, in return? He's like, you give me your half of the blurg you're riding. <laughs> He's like, you can have it. That's all you he have wants. the whole thing. I don't care. <laughs> uh, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, so then he basically is like... Um, okay, so here we go. Um, the, this is where you're at, and it's this compound, and it's that you don't really even get to see the. Are they? I'm trying to think of what race they are because I've seen this race before. There's a worker on ba- on Jabba the Hutt's uh, skiff, and actually, he's a worker that works in Jabba's palace. That is a sa- the same race as these people. It's not, is it Transocean? Maybe. I, I know, I know, yeah, I think it's, I think it might be. I'd have to really look through. Anyway, there are like a dark, like a uh, leathery skin looking kind of yeah. creature. Uh, and they, um, almost reptilian kind fights of fights. One, one of them dies, a rancor. The rancor eats one of them. Okay, gotcha. Uh, anyway, long story short, though, he, um, they also, there's another one that dies on, that works on Baba's skiff. Uh, and I'm Jabba the Hutt skiff when they go out into the uh, This desert. is where it gets very spaghetti western. Like it's uh, almost an okay corral, yes. kind of like he, high noon. He looks of. down into this um, complex and there's a bunch of them. And then he uh, looks down and he's starting to, he's looking down there and he realizes there's an, a uh, bounty hunter droid. Yeah. Who is what? IG 11. Yeah. Same, same as IG 88 if you're, if you're yes. familiar with that. But. IG 11 walks down in there and it's basically like I am I am uh bounty hunter droid IG11 you have the ba- a bounty that I am here to collect please give up your bounty and they're like no beep, 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 and they start shooting it but it is unbelievable I mean dude this shootout is one of the best things well, I've seen it can just take anything yeah like it's 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 not hurt by the blasters that oh, they're the shooting droid. at it. Yeah, yeah. The droid, and, it's, and the cool thing about it, well, he's 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 doing a lot of no look. But because he can just go, he can go three sixty <laughs> spin, right? Because all of his directions are all those directions. There's no front or back to him, so he's just like, beep, 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 beep. yeah. And which is really cool. But then basically, the Mandalorian's mad about that because like the art of surprise is gone because right. this thing just walked in there. You can tell he was going to tackle this situation much different than and so IG-11. I think he's afraid. That the IG-11 thing will just screw this all up for him. So then he ends up going down there? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. He basically joins him at that point because there is a moment, there's a pause moment where there's no more no more firefight. Yeah. And so they have this, like, quick little exchange, and then I think the reinforcements have arrived at that point, and then they have to sh- shoot, shoot out lot, together. A lot more than you initially thought. Like, there's a yeah. crap ton of them. Well, I mean, IG-11 took out, like, maybe 10 or 15 of them, and then there's another... 10 or 15 that right. come right after that. So, right. so um, the Mandalorian goes, let's go, let's get out of here now. Let's, we, we've got a, a clear way out of here. Let's go. He's like, no, I'm here to get this bounty. 
And then you think he's got IG-11 talked into retreating because IG-11's like, that does that computes, that makes oh, sense. Let's regroup, yeah. Let's regroup. Well, then they've backed themselves into a corner, basically, and now there's more people, and they have this huge blaster gun, which is basically <laughs> an homage to Westerns of a Gatling gun. Yeah. You know, like this full-on... Yeah. And um, they just are... Now they're really pinned down under fire. And uh, IG-11 does one of the funniest things... Oh, yeah, I was... I was laughing of so hard. all time when he goes uh, odds odds are completely against us do, uh, based on manufacturers um, request uh, I must self destruct <laughs> and so then he has a thermal detonator basically built in yeah. into his core it opens up <laughs> and there it is sitting there and it turns red and he's like don't self destruct what are you doing <laughs> and so he's like uh, powering down so he powers it down he's like no don't self destruct we need to work our way to blah 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 so anyway, they end up actually battling their way through it all of it. Yeah. Well, uh, and then okay, so yeah, he says that one time, and then the Gatling gun comes out, and he, and he goes, "Initiating self-destruct." No, do not, not self-destruct. self-destruct. <laughs> you have to tell him multiple times. Yeah. Don't don't blow yourself up. Yeah, very Han. It's very Han Solo yeah. situation. <laughs> um, and so he, which I think is hilarious that his in, initial thing is to self-destruct. Yeah, he just he he really wants to self-destruct. He at one point he says, uh, "Beginning self-destruct countdown," and then <laughs> the main one just goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and again, that's another scene where you get to see uh, the Mandalorian just not fully composed. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's I, I want more of that. Like, yes. I, want, I want to see more of just you know just silly Mandalorian comments. So, so. then, um, then they end up fighting off all of them. They he commandeers the Mandalorian, ends up getting in an angle where he can get behind the guy on the turret or on the uh, yeah on the turret basically. <laughs> And take it over. Yeah. And uh, he Dude, ends up it, it spin, spins around on that Gatling gun yeah. and just takes everybody out. It was so cool. Yeah. And he, uh, now they purge, they, or they go into the, um, they go into the uh, facility. There's, and, one, there's one one more guy left. He shoots him. He goes, anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> they get back to where I, they're, they, they've, they know apparently, but we're led to know that this is where, this is it. And it's this little pod. Well, and there's nobody there. Like at first, I was like, okay, there's gonna be someone cowering in the corner or something like that. I was like, where's the where's the mark? Like where's the bounty bounty that they're trying to get back? Yeah. And like you said, there's this small little pod. Yeah. And so it's there, and you they look over into it, and there it is, a Yalik, the Yoda race. Yeah. Which I, the more I've I texted you that the more Yonic Lonic I don't Yonic. remember. I think, feel like Yalik was the right one, I but I, you, I may have said it wrong. I texted you the word, but I, I, I don't think that that's canon. I, I think what's actually canon from Disney right now is that we don't know the... the Actual race. Yeah. And so, like, from what I've been reading online and stuff like that, people are just calling it the child. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I think more colloquially, it's called, like, Yoda Baby or something like that. Baby Yoda. But, I've been calling yeah. it Baby Yoda a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the child is technically, like... Yaddle was the other one that we met. Uh, in episode one, the female. We've only seen two Yodas, basically. Which, we so we see Yoda this, and then Yaddle. And so then you're like, one is this? Well, my wife was watching it, and I'm gonna tell this. She goes, and it's obviously a baby, by the way. And yeah. she goes, it's 50 years that, old. But... She goes, is that Yoda? <laughs> so, okay. so I found that really funny. So the, the theory is obviously have, have gone rampant. As soon as I saw, like, as soon as the the pod opens and I saw the ears come out and you saw his face, I like vocally erupted like as i was watching it with my friends i was just like no way like that is a huge drop here's what i thought we were getting with the mandalorian tv show i thought we were getting like you know this spaghetti western old west kind of guy that just you know just kicks butt and takes names and monster of the week every week he travels to a new planet he's constantly just getting bounties and stuff like that which is basically hold on stop basically you just described firefly Yes. Okay. I, I, the Firefly in a Star Wars, I would have taken Which that. Which I would have taken that too. Yeah. I mean, I totally would have been okay with that. But this moment, the moment where the pod opens and you see that there's a Baby Yoda you know, species in there, I was like, that changes the entire series from this point forward. Um, you know, regardless if this thing has force powers or doesn't have force powers, I'm just like, we have seen something that we haven't seen in forever. And these things are rare. Like everyone knows Yoda species just doesn't exist on hardly any planets out there. And so, yeah, now all the, now all the, um, um, you know, guesses and, and theories are, are running rampant. So some people think, oh, is it Yoda's clone? Like maybe he got clones, maybe by Dr. Pershing, you know, clones Yoda. But the timing of that doesn't seem right. If he's really 50 years old, 
that would have had to have happened 50 years ago, which I don't know if I buy that. Um, some people have said, is it Yoda and Yoggle's child? Uh-huh. Like that they hooked up and then had this baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some just say, some yeah. people just say it's, it's just the first one that anyone's seen in a long time. And that's why this thing is incredibly, here's what we know is that everybody wants this, this child. Man, e- everyone it's the does. number one gift for life. Day. <laughs> it's the, it's the Christmas gift that everyone I'm wants for Christmas. Saying. <laughs> um, but then you left off this part. It's, it's jingle all the way. No. But... <laughs> Where's my baby Yoda? Um, so they, so they're standing there and IG 11 raises its blaster and says, I was ordered to kill this till let's uh, terminate or whatever it says. Yeah. Must terminate. Sorry. This is not, not that anyway. He, um, he does that, and he basically is like, "You're right. We must terminate, or must." And he, uh, the Mandalorian shoots IG Eleven in the head. Yeah, point blank. Point blank. Uh, which I found interesting that his blaster at point blank range could actually blow a hole in the side of IG Eleven's head. Yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway, so then basically, cool, cool. So other- he's he's a separate. He has a bounty. He's a bounty hunter with a separate commission. That's what that's what I understood by that. Is that like the clients? The, the German sounding mm-hmm. guy d- didn't hire both of them. That like maybe another. Oh, I think client. they're all after this haul. This is a big deal, right? And but from like seventy different clients, it's I kinda, think it's the biggest haul there is. This is the golden yeah, goose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, the cool thing in the end is uh, the Mandalorian puts his hand out, and Baby Yoda <laughs> puts his little finger up in the air, and that's the end of the episode. Et phone home. Pretty cool. <laughs> didn't see that coming. What a Dude, cute. So cute, by the way. So oh, cute. I, I I would seriously want to take that home and just have it be we my, all my second it. baby. We all want okay in, in our house. Here we go. Um, um, that's it, dude. One of, the, one of the biggest, you know, for lack of a better term, WTF moments, like endings of a show that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I they they rolled credits right after that. It was just like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe what just happened. Um, so yeah, it was a huge, huge ending. Uh, it was bigger than any ending I could have ever written for that well, show. Well, and the cool thing about uh, it was just that you did, didn't see that coming, and that was neat. And it was so fresh because we literally well, all just— It hadn't been leaked or anything. No, like, we all just kind of watched, you know, Disney Plus that morning yeah. just to watch this, basically. Yeah. Worth it. It was awesome. Worth um, 12 worth, well, How much did it cost? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. Worth six ninety nine by far. Just that episode. Just that episode. You got your money's worth this month. Absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, that that went a little longer than I thought, but there was a lot to talk about. The, well, we had a lot um, to unwrap because it's the first episode of, of us actually knowing what Disney Plus even looks like. Yeah. Because in this, our episode, our zero episode, basically. My guess is that this is probably the longest episode that we do for yeah, The Mandalorian, except for maybe the final episode. One last thing before we go. Um, one thing you watched on Disney Plus this week. Uh, that you were like, that's cool, or something. Well, I want to do fa- favorite yeah. moments. Real Tell quick. me, yeah, get it. So, I mean, obviously the firefight. Oh scene. yeah, 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 yeah. The the firefight scene is maybe the best scene in the first episode. Yeah, other than the ending where you're just like, holy oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. What am I that. looking at here? Uh, I really liked IG Eleven. I really hope. Yeah. I really hoped. And maybe to, there is a chance he comes I'd back. I'd like to see him again, man. But I bet he's a villain. He's voiced by Taika Waititi, who's yeah. done a lot of and um, like Avengers. Taika, Taika Waititi is directing the last. Uh, the number, the Dude, episode be, eight. I would love to see him come back. I well, mean, like people say, like you know, could IG Eleven survive? I'm like, yes, he's a droid. The droids can survive anything. Well, there'll be another one. Yeah, I, that's true. Just another IG twelve yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see an IG um, robot come back, uh, droid come back. Um, I, I think a runner up for me as far as favorite moment is just that that awesome meeting with the client. Like I, I went back and watched that scene really, over really and over good. again and over again. Yeah, there's so much in that scene. You can just take almost every phrase. Well, apart. And, and the big thing I'm telling you, the uh, now I'm going to tell you a little foreshadowing here. We've seen these stormtroopers when they walked through the streets. You didn't see the stormtroopers' heads on pikes, but in all the promos, we've seen stormtroopers' heads on pikes. Oh yeah, that's right. And they, they have that at? same reddish kind of worn out kind of look yeah. that these stormtroopers have. So is that some foreshadowing for That's what happens be to these a future episode, sad stormtroopers that work for uh, um, Werner Her- Her- wait, uh, Werner Herzog? Um, I tell you what, let's let's we, so we want to end every episode with a what else are you watching on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Um, let's save that for the next episode sure. for episode three of, of our show. Um, mainly because I've only been watching one other thing, <laughs> but also because <laughs> it's still pretty early. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. That we have a lot to say. Um, you know, in, in just such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. By the way, how great was it to get two episodes 
within three days of awesome. each other. That, it was awesome. It was I, a, a rare treat. The, the episode one, that the the bomb drop at the end of the episode was so heavy that I, I needed something pretty quickly after that, mm-hmm. and so it was great to just get it three days later. Um, right on. Right, right on, man. Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. This is a long, long episode. Most of our episodes will probably be a little bit shorter than this. Yep. Um, but you got about an hour or so for, for this one. Uh, next up in your feed, we're going to actually record it just right after that. Um, kind of look be- behind the curtain. We're just going to do two episodes right back to back. Yeah, just because the timing of when we can record and also just the fact that it dropped two episodes in one week. Yeah, we have to address both episodes today. But most so. of the time it will work out really well when we record this. It won't. The, that episode will still be pretty fresh. Yeah. That second episode. So, so we so actually um, probably as you're listening to this you already have the the next episode already in your feed we're probably going to drop them yeah, on the same day might as well. um, here probably Monday as you're listening to this and uh, and then our goal is to drop a new episode every Monday so uh, look, look for us subscribe hit the subscribe button on whatever you're using uh, next Monday we'll be reviewing episode 3 of the um, the Mandalorian and then the episode 2 is just going to be right next in your feed you already have that one so and then we'll see you on Mondays after that so uh, bye bye for now um, if you're uh, just you've already seen both episodes just listen right on to the next episode and we'll continue talking to you thanks guys uh, just Remember, we have spoken.